0: My name is Faisal. Uh, I'm currently the CTO at Upseller. It's a company based out of Helsinki, Finland. And I look after the product and the tech team strategy.
1: Sounds excellent. Great to have you. Faisal, you've been in Finland for a number of years at this point. Um, Where did you uh, move to Finland from? (laughs)
0: <laughs> um yeah that's uh i wow now that i think about it it's roughly a little over three years that i've been in finland right now um i moved to uh finland from san francisco california u.s it's uh it's been a dramatic change of place and culture but it's been interesting so far
1: yeah i can only imagine um, i've spent Whatever five years uh, altogether in the UK, um, alongside with uh, you know staying in Finland, and there's already some difference between um, you know the, say the work culture and and whereabouts in, in in the UK and and in in Finland. But I can imagine that there might be some additional elements um, in terms of differences. Um, any 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 particular highlights on on say say the work culture?
0: Well, um, um, between yeah. Yeah, yeah, certainly. I mean, not that there's inherently something dramatically different about the work culture. Well, work is work. Either way, here and there. Um, I guess with my limited amount of experience around the US and over in Finland so far, um, what really sticks out is the work life balance. I guess it sounds a little cliche if you ask anybody who has experienced work life balance abroad as well, is that in Finland, it's, it's a bit more precious. It's a bit more valued. You get to enjoy your personal life and actually do have a personal life as well. Again, it does perhaps sound a little too harsh towards some other work cultures, per- maybe, but, you know, it wouldn't be the same everywhere. So there's pros and cons for sure. Um, one other thing that maybe sticks out a little. And naturally so, given Finland's size of the job market and the number of companies around, one can't help but realize very soon enough that the community, that the professional community is very, very small and very well interconnected. Um, Anybody who did spend a number of years working around, let's say, any particular zone in Finland, might be very well acquainted with a lot of other peers across different companies. And uh, what, I, what I eventually want to say by that is networking. It's, it's, uh, it's not that very widely practiced around Finland, at least. And one has to make a very proactive approach towards it. Take oneself out, knock, and try to meet new people. I guess these are the two things re- really stand out yeah
1: very good very good highlights um let's let's talk about uh networking a little bit um before then jumping jumping into the um uh, the work-life balance um I myself have been an an, an avid networker for the past whatever I, I suppose five years when I sort of um came out of my bubble if you like um kind of like um, you know, out of that habit of, um, OK, I'll, 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 I've got my job, um, I've got uh, my daily commute, um, I've, I've got my office room and uh, and I don't really, you know, care about uh, particularly meeting new people uh, outside of that uh, without there being a particular sort of an element uh, that I need to sort of, uh, you know, meet and greet and, uh, you know, at a conference or a seminar or, or, or whatever. Um, and, uh, and, and, and from my point of view it's uh, you know the past five years of being a keen networker it's it's made a big big difference in terms of you know just exploring and meeting uh, uh, new people um, what is um, your sort of a key element from from networking uh, how difficult or easy it is for uh,
0: from your, from, your, from your perspective in Finland? Look, um, in general, I love meeting new people. That is inherently something, I guess, nicely built within me, and I'm proud about it. Uh, in, in any other country, it's perhaps a bit more easier to network in the sense that, A, there's way many more people um, but if I'm speaking in terms of Finland, it's um, it's a little bit harder because by default, the default setting is so that people just don't seek out meeting new people here in Finland. You One can get a bit too occupied with their existing state of work. That is your comfort zone of people around you, whether that's your professional set of friends or your school friends. And especially for a person like me, uh, who hasn't really studied in Finland or spent a lot number of years, it can be a little challenging to find that new set of people. Uh, as an example, the only for the first year or so, the only people I did get to meet and interact a little openly with in Finland were the awesome people from my workplace, and that's about it. And I don't mean it in a bitter way. What I want to say is that what I could do is I started reaching out to people in social media, specifically LinkedIn, and not in a creepy sort of a way, but more like, you know, hey, I'm so-and-so. I I find your profile interesting. Let's professionally connect. Try and go out, meet other people, Um, you know, and pleasantly so. When you take the very first tap, people do accept your coffee dates, if you want to call it as, or you could even make it a gathering for that matter. But there is no downside. No matter where you are in the world, whatever you're doing, there is no downside about meeting new people and networking. There's only up. It's all about who you know. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) There's so many instances when you know it's it's all about kind of like being the discussions and uh, and and being aware of you know what type of a, you know new venture might be coming about and uh, and then you know it's it's just being sort of uh, um, recognized as a, as a potential candidate you know for for different types of elements uh, you know whatever might come out of uh, you know different discussions uh, and etc.
0: I'd, I'd possibly add one other thing, since we we're talking about networking as well, is at least, at least for myself, when I try and look for new people or a community to interact and meet with, I, at least 90% of the times I do not have an agenda, except for the fact that I just am curious about that other human being, about what they do, what I do, eventually then introduce myself. And possibly see if there could be any kind of collaborative efforts that we can take, perhaps, who knows, whenever, or perhaps even never, for that matter. But yeah, um, not having an agenda, but also at the same time, keeping an open mind that can I help this other person somehow? Of course, don't just be knocking people and say, hey... (laughs) <laughs> that that um i see you doing this and this i'm willing to help that just might not cut it through all the way might raise a little suspicion as to what is this person's agenda um so yeah just know the other person and try to play it out smooth that's about it yeah makes sense makes sense um what's
1: your take on returning um to the topic we just touched upon um what's your summary of um, work-life balance kind of like uh, how it how it works out uh, typically in finland and uh, and and does it does it does it differ a lot uh, say from your experiences um in the u.s
0: um Saku, i don't know if you can hear me but i lost you there yeah. for a while okay
1: So going back, um, going back to the question, the theme, uh, talking about uh, work-life balance here, um, what's your overall take of of that theme in in Finland and how does it matter uh, or or differ rather um, to the experiences
0: in the US? It's perhaps going to be a little biased based on the industry that I operate in, which is the tech world. It's regardless of the country you work in, if you're working with tech, it's a very fast and rapid industry. We are expected to build things at a rapid pace and provide it to the whole open market. The nature of the work itself demands that you are involved as l- for the biggest part of the day. But in Finland... Um, I've noticed that people do, other people do respect your nine to five or your eight to four. Um, you really don't expect, it'd be really weird for me at this point to be expecting phone calls in the evening, work related. If I, (laughs) just to (laughs) clarify, (laughs) but yeah, um, work related phone calls, of course, of course. Um, this is, this is just a general uh, take on things. It depends on the chemistry you have with your colleagues and peers. And certainly things currently are a little more different when everybody's working remotely and perhaps even in different time zones too. So, but in general, you, one can choose to switch off after a 5 or 6 p.m. and then reconnect and switch on the next morning. That people do understand it's okay to come back to a certain task the next morning. The world won't stop spinning. you know? it, it's, 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 uh, And I love the fact, of course, um, certain times it's really not possible. But then again, it depends on your role. It depends on the company's position in the market. It depends on what you're building, what you're doing as a service multiple factors at play for sure but in general again, I've seen I've seen how happy parents are to be able to go back to their kids and just not worry about a dime of what's going on back at work because they can commit to their family life and or for that matter even for you know non-family people too. you know, I don't know if it's even a correct term non-family but singles. For <laughs> but yeah um, we, we can create new terms here that's all yeah, right. <laughs> that's, that's that's totally sure. fine that's totally fine <laughs> but you know you could choose to indulge in your hobbies do anything else whatever interests you is that your 9 to 5 doesn't dictate your remainder of the day too and everybody within the company respects that fact
1: yeah, yeah it's true it's very true um I'm, I'm sort of thinking uh to what to what degree does that uh, then kind of like uh, go well hand in hand uh, with uh, say a theme um being ambitious is um I'm, I'm sort of um you know knowing you and and, and knowing you as, as a very ambitious person <laughs> um I'm, I'm i'm sort of thinking um that you know i think a lot of the time, the, the work-life balance is a good thing. It, it, it's genuinely a good thing. It also means that, you know, the, um, the activities and, and the uh, services and the products that the company produces, they are sort of built in such a way that, you know, it's not, uh, it doesn't require 24-7 uh, sort of a, you um, being alert to, you know, rather there's, you know, uh, operations in, in place uh, that, uh, you know, things things run with other people's attention, you know, mostly in at the evening time or whatever, mm-hmm. unless people decide to. But then, you know, looking at the kind of like, again, the pic- big picture, sometimes I wonder, you know, uh, to what degree then, you know, this emphasis on work-life balance uh, caters for ambitious, particularly ambitious people. I don't know if you follow my train of thought.
0: I do, I do. And if I'm being very honest about it, it's certainly a struggle. It's certainly an individual struggle. It boils down to the kind of ambition and passion. I would I would also add passion to it because simply being ambitious towards a company or towards something that you're building wouldn't carry you all the way through. One also has to... At least okay, let me let me put it this way. I do have passion about what I'm building currently. It can be a very big double-edged sword in the fact that there are certainly days and times where I don't just notice that hours have gone by and I'm still stuck with a chain of thought. But the thing the positive thing out of all of this is I love what I'm doing. I enjoy what I'm doing and I'm passionate about what I'm doing. But at the same time, at the back of my mind, I, do my, I keep it in my subconscious that I cannot burn out myself. Just subconsciously keeping a side eye. And there have been times you, you just have to be strict with yourself. That fine, it's 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. or it's midnight. I don't have a solution for it. Not that I I am a late worker, but if it ever goes to that, I am strict with myself and say, you know what? I need my seven hours of beauty sleep and I'm going to come back after that. So be passionate, being ambitious, of course, but at the same time, being, being a little realist because your career is certainly a very small fragment of your life. Have to always keep your health, your life, your personal life, your family as your top priority. Uh, once you once you have your priorities aligned, I guess every other thing starts making sense. Hmm, uh, makes sense. Yeah, I, I guess a bit. It's a bit too philosophical at this point.
1: <laughs> no, well, I think I think. Um, what you what you're sharing is 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 really really interesting uh from the point of view that you know you're you're sort of relating this theme now to your kind of like a personal point of view and 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 i think you know being passionate being kind of like uh um ambitious at at uh, a number of things requires at times you know stretching it out to the evening time etc but uh, but then also kind of like sometimes i wonder about this how it's sort of then the the uh, that you know case finland and um you know uh work-life balance and how that how well that meets then the kind of like this whole notion of uh, of, of of you know being ambitious at at striving new um features or whatever and then how then you know in comparison say to your experiences in the us uh you know you know was it similar in the us uh, did you experience similar rest at evening time or was it kind of like uh just a normal thing that to expect that okay the phone's gonna ring you know at some point tonight
0: <laughs> no while you while you were just mentioning that i was i was reminiscing about san francisco and i was like the amount of things there were that was possible to do around there versus helsinki but you know um jokes apart coming back to what you're talking exactly is the fact that um At that point in my career, I was in a different setup in which I was actually building some things, no questions asked, kind of following instructions versus now I actually am the instruction maker. So times have changed. The roles have changed. I'm not doing the same things anymore. Um, would Would it be so that had I been doing the same thing that You know, even in Helsinki, the things might be similar. Unfortunately, I I just can't see it happening. I don't don't see getting caught up with business discussions towards late in the evening. A, because now I wouldn't entertain it. And B, perhaps (laughs) I don't don't expect somebody to even call me, you know. I, I do understand that my colleagues respect, you know, it's a mutual respect. That we have for the fact that yes, if we do have something really pressing, that it can wait until six or seven a.m. in the morning, or the first hour in the morning, for that matter. So yeah, um, we do have that understanding at the management level, and it's it's all about how you and your colleagues handle certain things. If there's 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 the nature of tech business is such that there's always going to be fires all around. It doesn't stop. Like we we have automated deployments even, you know, after office hours. But you have to have a good solid process and trust in your colleagues that things will be taken care of. Once everybody is aware of their responsibilities and if you have competent people and if you have trust in those competent teammates, everything should be a smooth sailing. And Knock on wood is currently so far. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you you refer to sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, you referred to your your uh, newish role uh, as as uh, instruction maker. Uh, um, congratulations on, on, on this CTO role. Uh, okay, what, thank you. What
0: what, what does that uh, role uh, entail? Yeah, it's as you as you mentioned. Hey, thanks first and foremost. Um, it's been a privilege every day. This is the first management level role, especially a C-level role, first time in my career and for myself. So it's, it's been a up and learning, humongous learning curve so far. Um, being the CTO of upseller is a privilege and an opportunity that I'm cherishing day in and day out. Of course, it's not a rosy path. There are days which are terrible in terms of burning and taking out the fires. And of course, there are days where we are ecstatic, especially when we get new clients on board and new sales. But as a CTO, I look after our tech team. I look after each and every one of our tech personnel and of course, the product roadmap and strategy for the next few years. That in a nutshell kind of sums up what I look after and what I'm responsible for. Hmm. That is a versatile role. Um,
1: I've understood that you were the first sort of um, English preferring. (laughs) <laughs> if you like, um, <laughs> employee, um, What what does that entail?
0: Yeah, full full disclosure. I am not only the first English preferring uh, <laughs> uh, uh, personnel to be joining Upseller. Prior to me, the company language was Finnish, and yeah. all current and past employees of Upseller. Had been native Finnish speakers, hmm. so in essence, I am the very first non-Finn, non-Finnish speaking personnel to be joining Upseller, and I am damn proud of it. I am extremely proud of the fact that my company, now my company as well, oh, is that's it, that's it. yeah, it is, it is, and it's a beautiful feeling, right? Um, is that my company chooses to make such bold commitment? towards diversity and inclusion. And I want to emphasize on inclusion. And we'll certainly talk a bit more about that a little later as well. But um, what this means is definitely, definitely there's a big, this is a strategic move as well as a company is for the fact that A, we want to go international and expand ourselves as a company also to be being open for the international talent pool. It's a global village. And I think it's, it's only not even a smart thing in today's age. It's only the right thing to do for any company, to being open towards international talent as well. As well. I don't want to be taking any sides here and to be you know giving preference to a certain sector of job aspirants but of course, to the whole pool of job aspirants is what we are going after. And that is only the right and sensible thing to do. Yeah,
1: it it really makes sense. There's there's a there's a number of things in my mind, kind of ranging from you know the number of people, you know, that are sort of applicable to consider, you know, when going hiring, recruiting. There's also, I suppose, uh, you know, upseller. um, You know, being an ambitious company itself, um, you know, have some potential plans to go international, or are you already, you know, going international in terms of uh, business uh, business moves? Uh, You know, but making things a lot smoother. You know, for that matter. You know, thinking about the company language. You know, being Finnish, and then going. Uh, you know, international uh, in terms of uh, entering different markets uh, in other countries and, uh, and, and et cetera. It, I think it just,
0: you know, just makes absolute sense. Um, it's It certainly happened it, uh, simultaneously for us, is that, of course, we do have an annual strategy and a multi-year strategy for that matter. But at the same time, um, our paths collided mine and upsellers and i guess it was a match made in heaven as at least for this time and stage of the company for me to be joining of course then you know going hand in hand with the strategy me being the first um non non-Finnish speaking hire pretty much fell around uh, coincidentally around the same time so yeah and i'm and i'm and i'm glad it's happening and it has happened so very very happy about it yeah it's good it's really good to hear um i'm i'm sort of thinking that
1: uh, i'm i'm sort of suspecting that in the future there might be you know a, a sort of um a trend in in companies uh, assessing how pro diverse and inclusion they are in terms of a risk assessment sort of a you know, especially when going into international markets and et cetera, you know, you want to have the brightest minds on board. And there's always that element of, you know, having whatever five million people in Finland speaking Finnish, you know, if you've got the Finnish language stuck to the uh, to the company culture, you know, it can some, somewhat limit um, to some degree, you know, what, you know, what, um, you know, different ideas and such like, Um, can come about Uh, I think that's you know that's that's one of the themes um, that I'm uh, that I've been uh, talking about recently and uh, but uh, before you uh, letting you to reply on that or respond to that but there's also sort of a a downside of, of of changing the language I think there's a there's a fair degree of I don't know it's nuisance, uh, a right term, but uh, you know, changing the documentation and and, and etc. Uh, uh, you know, what's changed? Uh, what type of stuff has it required from you?
0: Uh, I mean, uh, that's a that's a vast topic. Uh, in terms of documentation, if we're strictly speaking of documentation, at least in our case, is what I can you know directly speak off. Is And and full marks to my existing um, current, you know, colleagues and peers in the management board and the board as well at Upseller, that prior to my joining, they did make it abundantly clear that just because everybody was finished speaking prior to my joining, all the current communication and the documentation wasn't finished. Now, how smart or unsmart of a move that was, you know, that's, that's a tale for another day. But being the optimist that all of us are is one just have to... It, I just had to keep an open mind about it. Be very open-minded because I do have to understand the fact and be compassionate about the fact that it's not easy that a company has made that transition and that decision. And once they have that they have the willingness and the courage to stick by it. So for me, it did take a very open mind and and a very, you know, it taught me good enough patience. As you put it, perhaps nuisance might not be even, you know, but for a lack of correct terminology, uh, yes, certain times I open certain documents uh, and I do find it in Finnish. But, you know, All you can do is just ask for help from any of your colleagues around or for that matter, just use Google Translate and try to figure the connotation of the text around it. It's all about how you see it. And I'm glad for the fact that I'm a glass half full kind of a person. It makes it easier. There's no other way around it. You know, um, just keep an open mind. Be extremely positive about the fact that a bunch of people are trying to make you feel included. And it is okay if the documentation prior to me joining is not in English. Let's try and fix it. Let's try and translate it. Yeah. yeah, It's a gradual process. It's, a, it's, it's definitely a gradual process. If you are in a rush, you know, when the willingness is there, when the determination is there as a group of people to be heading towards something, I'm pretty certain Bright Minds figure solutions out. And if you want it quick, of course can figure quicker solutions out as well. Like as an example, we even spoke about the fact that, hey, maybe just you know, part-time hire, just a translator who translates all of our documents. But the point after saying all of that is is that if there's a will and if there's backing up from your colleagues, pretty certain the company will find solutions, collective solutions for everybody's benefit. And that is just for the documentation part of it. Of course, I love the fact that everybody, A, I mean, like this, this is one thing which kind of baffles me, is for the fact that everybody in Finland speaks pretty terrific English, at least verbal English. However, I've noticed that people are generally a little hesitant because they are unsure about their grammar or perhaps their accent or something something and this could this is just a very personal observation I apologize to anybody maybe feeling offended by it um but what I mean by that is please don't at least with everybody I had the privilege of interacting with in English so far you know i've I've had awesome conversations and nothing short of it Um, so yeah, pleasantly, pleasantly surprised. Everybody speaks really good English. Uh, so yeah, it's been easy.
1: It's been easy. Yeah. Quick quick observation of 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 that pronunciation element you know having spent five years in five years in the uk has prepared me quite a bit but i still remember going to the primary school and and, and t- learning english for the first time and you know being forced to stand in front of a mirror to understand how you pronounce the and and all the rest <laughs> of it how your tongue is put in different places and now i've been you know uh, watching and helping uh, my son learning french actually <laughs> yeah. and uh, and it, it's peculiar. That, you know, uh, you know, 10 years old and, and, you know, being able to mimic the words really well. But when you put in the written next to it, it's kind of like to a Finn who's learned speaking Finnish. And then, you know, there's that a letter uh, kind of like logic to it. You know, it, it's kind of like seamless logic, pretty much. And then, mm-hmm. you know, trying to pronounce words, it's immediately I- impossible this is you know I'm, I'm i'm jumping off the topic you know, big time but you know just can't just can't uh you know help but comment that uh you know i think i think you know the language teachers they can do a whole lot better in terms of let's focus on talking 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 because you know there's no harm you know making some minor grammar mistakes but you know and, and etc
0: <laughs> not at all not at, i mean you're you're right on the money it's for the fact look just have to treat it as a means of communication. That's about it. The way I treat it is if somebody can just make me understand something. That's all that counts. And if you have that going on with the person you're having a conversation with, that's all that matters, at least professionally. And then, of course, there are these you know, personal connections that you have with your working colleagues, for that matter. They could suffer a little bit. Because not every joke and every <laughs> everything can be ditto 100% translatable. It, it misses sometimes the context suffers or, you know, the connotation or the... There, there, there's some lacking out of it. Um, so far, I, I, I don't see a way around it. Except for the fact that I have to improve my fitness skills. And, you know... As long as I focus on what I can control with myself, which is, which is for me, it's a no brainer. I have to learn Finnish and improve it. And I mean it not like I'm getting forced to do it. I love learning new languages or new, you know, new things for that matter. So, yeah, it's just, it's just that for me to understand a really bad joke in Finnish, it's probably going to take a few more months. <laughs> I can imagine
1: I can imagine <laughs> how's the uh, has there been any 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 practical jokes or or, or particular <laughs> examples of um, kind of like uh, m- say misunderstanding something that that's you know that's that's
0: been hilarious or, or anything like that um that's- there's there's been a couple of inst- there's been a few instances not just uh, with an upseller but also prior to upseller in my previous companies as well in Finland um, most of the misunderstandings are perhaps not safe for work to publish <laughs> <laughs> in this not cast or podcast. So yeah, but um, certainly those have happened. Um, but but uh, fortunately, they haven't been dragged out of way too much context and, and no love lost. Let's just put yeah. it that way. So yeah, yeah, all parties well and sound. That's it. That's it. Hey,
1: from your perspective, um, what does it take from a company um, to, to change into English? Kind of like what things to consider, you know, now that, you know, you've been going through that um, at Absala, uh, you know, what's your sort of word of advice for a company uh, folks
0: considering something like that? There are, there are a few things that, that I would like to point out regarding this. Of course, as we just spoke about, it's a forever evolving continuous process. Of course, depending on the size of the company. Right now, at Upseller, we are roughly 25 plus people. So it's not one of those humongous companies that we really, really had to, you know, make a humongous decision in terms of overnight changing the company. So it was a relatively relatively easier task for us. And thankfully, everybody was on board. but coming back then again, what to keep in mind if a company decides to? I think the very first thing is to be true to oneself. oneself as a company, first of all, it needs to come from the management level and the board level teams. to be knowing it deep in their heart, as a group, as a team, that why we are doing this? And is this are we doing it for the right reasons? And not simply, to just be hiring or bringing somebody in for a few months for the right, good, tangible, long-term reasons. Once they've decided that, which which at Uppsala they had, uh, it was about the sheer willingness to stick by it come whatever storm and just have a positive attitude about any storm coming along with such a decision and to be nurturing and looking after it in, with a very, very open mind and heart. Thankfully, at Upseller, with all the personnel involved, nobody really did have a very big issue about changing the whole company language to English. However, I would still like to then mention is be very open and be very understanding about your existing employees and your existing teams. If somebody or a certain bunch of people do not feel comfy about it, ensure and try to find out ways of what would make them feel comfortable, whether that be in the form of English language classes, spoken language classes, or just, just assigning communication buddies so that there's no translation misunderstanding happening during one-on-one meetings. You know there are solutions if if the company keeps an open mind. But just to sum it up in probably a couple of words is maybe to know why we're doing it, and then having the sheer willingness and determination to stick through it. That's rest it. of the rest of the stuff falls into place. Yeah, trust me, we, we are we are practicing it and it's happening.
1: Very good. Very good.
0: Um, what was
1: the sort of um, the, the the was there a, a simple decision kind of made at Upsala uh, to change um, the language? You you, you referred to making the decision at the sea level and etc. Have you been talking about that?
0: That there was a decision that happened prior to even my joining. As I said, uh, coincidentally, my joining and this whole language change strategy, strategy, kind of coincidentally, uh, you know, fell out around the same quarter. Um, but the reasons were pretty simple. And after we've spoken post my joining, you know, it very much sounded like a no brainer to me is that, hey, our definite strategy or company strategy is to be global. And to be global, you need global people in-house. And, and one plus one equals two naturally. So, you know, I was like, yeah, for sure. Up until my joining, prior to my joining, Upseller operated within Finland only. So it did make sense if only Finns operated the company. But since the strategy evolved, our next few years strategy evolved, I think it's only the, the most right decision taken by all of us to be open to the globe in terms of talent, in terms of product market as well. Also, as another pointer that I'd like to mention is for the fact that not only in terms of language, but also in terms of inclusivity at the management level, that was another conscious choice that the management team wanted alongside as well to be open and welcoming of different viewpoints. Let me put it this way, of viewpoints not essentially very similar to theirs. And I bring in a lot of different viewpoints. (laughs) And I'm not scared to speak my mind for that matter. I guess that is what kind of like makes Upseller and myself a good match. Both of these points.
1: Uh, Very good very good points um kind of like, you know look looking at the whole whole theme um, kind of like you know having having spoken about this topic quite a few times um you know i think i think you's you know summarize the key elements there you know very very neatly
0: yeah thanks i you know it's it's very easy for me to summarize because The decisions we as a company at Upseller did take and are taking for our future do resonate very well with me, of course, because as a management team, we're taking it with justifiable reasons, uh, but also for the fact that these are the right thing to do when we think about globalization and diversity and inclusion as well.
1: That's it. Um, What's the situation in the semi-near future uh, for for Upseller? Are you you in terms of uh, um, expanding your tech team or such like?
0: Yeah, very much. Um, I guess it's only fair that we discuss a little bit about what we do at Upseller, just prior to talking about that. So Upseller as a company was established roughly around six years ago, with the goal of enabling e-commerce owners to serve their customers better. And in doing so, increase e-commerce conversion rates and increase customer retention rates. That is still the mission. When the company started off, we did have our flagship product, which is a chatbot. And it still is a chatbot, and uh, which has a human fallback at point of sale. And it's a beautiful product that's working with lots of our existing clients. I would still like to... um, And since last year, we do have a new product in-house called Upsi Shopping Helper. What Upsi is, is it is an entirely automated machine learning enabled salesperson in e-commerce stores. So Upsi Shopping Helper recommends dynamic products to customers. It it answers good enough search queries, yada, yada, and plenty more. Coming back to what you asked me a little while ago, um, this year's, among other strategic themes, one of this year's goal is certainly international expansion. We are aiming towards that, towards Edge 2. And initially, Well, perhaps I am not at the liberty of maybe saying at which countries we are eyeing at at this point. I apologize for that. Uh, But without giving too much, yes, it is certainly a plan. And for expansion, with, with keeping expansion and our other strategic goals for the year and for the next few years as well, yes, we are actively, actively hiring. I am putting together a new team as well and a team of developers to specify front-end developers, back-end developers, full-stack developers, any role and any profile, more than welcome to knock me and have a chat. Also keeping in mind, I am also not yet actively, but perhaps right after summer, will be starting to look for data scientists and data engineers as well. So yeah. Plenty of in-house recruitment going on, plenty of attractive job descriptions around, but uh, actively, very, very actively, right now we are we are certainly looking for developers.
1: Sounds good. Sounds good. And 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 speaking of um, kind of like um, I, I hear ambitious goals for the company and et cetera. And, and then returning back to our early early discussion where we were talking about being ambitious and all the rest of it, um, and, and yourself, uh, where, where do you see yourself in, in, in 10, 15 years time? Uh, where's, where's your end, end game, so to speak?
0: I, the, it's, it's a very big question, Saku. <laughs> I know, I know. but Yeah. Um, I have, I have a couple of other goals, but those are personal, at least professionally speaking, I guess, is what you're yeah. meaning. Yeah. Um, you know, make Upsi the number one e-commerce SaaS brand around Europe and the world, if we are speaking at least for the next five years. Mm-hmm. 10 to 15 years is a very long goal that I really haven't. I plan my professional life every five years. <laughs> so yeah, right now, I only... I only have a proper, clear vision for the next five years. Uh, we as a team, and I personally, am very, very ambitious about it, of making Opsi and Upseller the number one e-commerce SaaS brand around Finland. Sounds good. The motto, and- the professional motto, is to nonstop aim for the the moon. We don't make it, we at least land up in the stars, you know? thinking big is what drives us of course with a pinch of reality we don't just say it for the sake of saying it but also walk the talk and knowing that fine blend of where we want to end up and where where i want to end up 5 years later is 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 that i hope it makes sense to a lot of people it does sound a lot brash and unreasonable at times but without setting really high goals and self-expectations, I think that's what eventually drives a very ambitious person like myself. Is, and I'd like to add one other thing here as well, Saku, I, I don't know if you probably meant the question around that angle, is for me professionally, is wherever I join as a company, whether that be as an employee or as a partner or anywhere else, I want to have, or I want to provide the maximum impact I can as an individual to that organization. Whether I am just an employee or a business partner or any other role for that matter. I think for me at this phase of my career, and it's going to sound cliche because everybody else says it so, and I've been saying it so for the longest time as well, is Having skin in the game, something that Steve Jobs probably said around what, maybe I don't remember, nineties, early two thousands, or something. But just a little less than a
1: hundred years ago.
0: Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> you know, nineties right now makes me makes me feel like a dinosaur. But um, the, the the point being is having an impact and creating that legacy within that organization. Where that takes you, you know, in terms of hierarchy, in terms of anything else, which is perhaps just ornamental, you know, uh, is another different game. Uh, but to but to have an impact, to leave an impact, and to have a legacy is so so. Upseat twenty twenty five is going to be, you know, in every in every Big tech tabloid or every publication, for that matter, as a unicorn, hopefully. That is
1: exciting stuff. That is exciting stuff. I, I really like that um, uh, approach, and uh, and I see. I, I pretty much share the same same sort of a notion that you know, if you don't aim aim high, you know, the the you know the, the biggest risk you might fall a little short. But hey, you the, know, the, if the, you the... don't, if you don't try at all.
0: You know, hey, you the Californian go. in me, the cliched Californian in me would say YOLO, but I guess I'm a little too old for that, is it? <laughs> 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 no, but yeah, I mean, if you're, and I love this, long time ago, one of my mentors, and, and I mean, I am what I am today with the tremendous support and standing on the shoulders of excellent managers across multiple companies that I had. And even for that matter, you know, peers as well. Not only my managers too, um, on multiple people's shoulder. It was like one analogy I remember. It was like, Faisal, if you're, you know, a baseball hitter really doesn't go out to the pitch, keeping in mind that they're just going to like tap something. It was like, aim for a home run, damn it. The least you can do is that. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You learn and you adapt but you never settle for less than a home run that's it yeah perfect perfect ending to
1: my to my ears <laughs> it's been it's been a pleasure having you faisal i think i think there's there's absolutely no reason why not to aim for the home run
0: it's a pleasure saku thanks a bunch for having me and it's wonderful to hear you after quite a while for what it seems like ages. The people, it's been, it's been really hard to interact with people, but I'm glad I get to see you and I get to talk to you after a long time. And I've thoroughly enjoyed this. Many thanks for making it and, uh, and have a great summer. Hey, you too. All the best. Take care.
1: Take care. Cheers.
0: Cheers.